The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts and guests of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs broadcasted on this station. If you would like to know more about Valley Free Radio, please visit us at valleyfreeradio.org. I'm running the soundboard, so I'm not used to doing that, so I'm like, ah, try not to break everything. Yes, hello. I'm Michael Dow. This is Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. And with me tonight are uh, George Claxton. Good evening. Susan Timberlake. Hey there. And uh, at least in theory filling in for me is uh, Stacy Cooney. Hello. All right. So uh, there may be some adjustments to the sound as I go here. I'm, I'm not used to actually having the, my hands on the buttons. <laughs> <laughs> not that button. <laughs> not that that's how Trump feels? Sweet, you idiot. Yeah. I, I, I uh. think so. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Look at all the shiny buttons. This show will be huge. Um, <laughs> huge. <laughs> So, uh, which like my hand. <laughs> now, right. now. Um, before we uh, get into talking about uh, politics and civility and things like that, I should mention uh, we'd love it if you'd contact us, and you can reach us on email. It's Valley Free Radio. I'm sorry. It's Civil Politics Radio at ValleyFreeRadio.org. On Facebook, we are Facebook.com/slash/CivilPoliticsRadio, and on Twitter, it's at CivilPoliticsFM. We also have a website, which is quite simply civilpoliticsradio.com, which has recordings of previous episodes, links to things we talk about, and so forth. Um, I'm going to have trouble uh, checking in on uh, links and whatnot and commentary during the show tonight because I've kind of got my hands full here. But uh, if I can, I will. And uh, yeah, we certainly love to hear from you, um, and uh, we appreciate all of our listeners, uh, the many, many thousands of you. Millions, even. All over the world. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Streaming and... <laughs> and all the ships at sea. <laughs> yes, indeed. So, um, yeah, so we had a week here. Uh, I don't know, I suppose in terms of uh, the, the thing that got the most press coverage, the biggest thing was the joint address to Congress, which is totally not a State of the Union that the president gave. Um, uh, we sort of debated over whether or not we even want to talk about it at all. George? Nothing burger. That's what you say, right? Yeah. It, uh, there was really nothing there. And it, you know, he's getting all sorts of points for not urinating on his shoes during the address. And I think that the bar was set so low that it was hard for him to go down. I think that that's really what it is, is that people have been making a big deal about it because he managed to actually string sentences together that were coherent. Complete sentences. Complete sentences. Well, he, he did have the teleprompter to work with. It's I think true. somebody else wrote it, wrote it for him. Well, I mean, most presidents, somebody else <laughs> writes the speech. I mean, that's what speechwriters do, but even still. A lot of them do re-edit it a little bit, and they still put sentences in. And, of course, I'm yeah. the Republican saying this, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it was clear it was not... He did not author it. Did it did not sound like him. Yes. No. <laughs> you saw um, something I missed. I, I well, thought I watched uh, most of it, not all of it, probably. But. Yeah. Well, I, did, I, I, I have to admit, I kind of, uh, I missed part of it. Um, uh, what with uh, 
being caught up with with family business or whatever. So there was a chunk in the middle that I I I might have <clears throat> kind of slumbered through a little bit. But uh, I tried to catch summaries and 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 watch the whole thing again on uh, on recording. Um, Thank well, God for C-SPAN. <laughs> yes, indeed. All hail C-SPAN. So uh, there were to me a couple of things that were worth noting. Um, uh, he I noted that he started off talking about. Uh, the many, many bomb threats that have been made against Jewish community centers across the country over the past couple of months. Something that he had previously ignored, by the way. Exactly. And he also mentioned the murder in Olaf, Kansas, the uh, the attack on two gentlemen from India by some dude who looks a lot like me, actually. Um, <laughs> um, that would be pasty and white. <laughs> yes, indeed. Oh. Yes. And, he, and the guy was a Trump supporter. Well, all right, so we don't have everything in common. But anyway, um, but... Uh, uh, but that was good he, that he yeah. mentioned it. He, he, yeah. It was. He, um, I met, I, Again, after not mentioning it right. for a very long time. I, 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 I checked that out specifically because at the end of last week's show, I mentioned the uh, comment, uh, uh, the statement I saw on Facebook by a, a friend of mine, a woman who grew up across the street from me in Andover, and, you know, her deep connection to this because her father was an immigrant from India and, you know, who's a really nice guy and uh, who's still a friend of the family. And so I was like, oh, geez, you know. So it's it's good that the president finally did say something like, hey, you know what? Mur- racist murder is bad. Thank you, Mr. President. It's well, just... it's good that the president's uh, speechwriter said it. <laughs> the words came out of his mouth, but yeah. I think it might be Ivanka's influence. <laughs> it might be. We'll see. But well, the, the, I, go ahead. I was going to say, I think that he's still maintaining that it could be, and I hate using this term, a false flag, that uh, he has made intimations that it could be either Democrats or Jewish people themselves doing this to that drum up. the attacks on the Jewish centers. Yes, on and the Jewish centers. And did they just centers. catch a suspect and it was somebody uh, They who just arrested from... a guy in Missouri who had uh, done some of the calls of bomb threats because he was trying to blame his ex-girlfriend. Yeah, and apparently he'd worked for... Apparently he'd had some connection to some left-wing, you know, website. A blog, yeah. Yeah. He was a blogger, but he got fired because he kept lying. Yeah. In what was supposed to be a news report, which which is a problem. So so he, he should get hired at Fox News, where that sort of thing is now pretty George, much what they do for a living. Now George, they 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 don't hire left wing liars. Um, <laughs> but um, I like how you carefully chose your phrase. There. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. <laughs> but um, uh, well, you'll notice it on Fox and Friends. They actually made the statement that. The Democrats in the presidential address did not applaud for the Gold Star Widow. Sure they did. Well, they did, but on Fox and Friends, they said they didn't. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I think that was a very, very interesting moment. I think that his use of that widow was mercenary mercenary at best Um, Reagan started that practice of bringing people to talk about their personal story and uh, every president since has done it I actually don't like it I find it a little icky icky yeah I I wish they wouldn't I understand why they do it because it's really it works well and it's got the human interest to it but um, it's it doesn't really belong in a in a speech like that, I don't think. Well, and the problem is the theater versus the substance. Yeah. Because this is all theater. Meanwhile, the Veterans Association, the Veterans um, 
uh, association and all of these things that are available to the widows and to people who are suffering are constantly underfunded, constantly have all of these issues. And, you know, having this one photo op doesn't change that. By the way, speaking of veterans, uh, Trump gave a speech on the deck of the USS... Gerald Ford. Gerald Ford. (laughs) Our new aircraft carrier. Our newest aircraft carrier in which he was wearing a flight suit and an admiral's cap. Oh, we had and an admiral's cap on there? Yes, he did. And I couldn't, I couldn't there, see what it was. There <laughs> are veterans all over the country who are simply outraged by this. Why was he wearing an admiral's cap? They gave it to him. They gave him the cap and they gave him the jacket. I mean, was he uh, like... It like, wasn't a jacket. He was wearing a flight suit. No, I, re- I remember, you know, with the whole mission accomplished thing, President Bush was wearing a flight suit, but he was actually flew on on a plane. I yeah. mean, is, is the flight suit the issue or is it the hat? Well, because both. I don't know about the whole. Well, he didn't have the pants. Know. He just put the. No, he had over. an entire flight suit on. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure he didn't. He well, did. fact I, check. I actually have a picture of it. Yeah. I, I well, you don't have Facebook, or I would show you the picture. <laughs> but, but yes, yes. Re- Regardless, apparently people are upset. <laughs> yes, people are really upset because he's he's effectively claiming a rank that he does not hold and never held, and he's wearing the uniform yeah. which he is not entitled to. Right. He's not entitled to any uniform. Nope. As the commander-in-chief, you are a civilian yeah. in control of the military. Which, you know, I... I Did you yeah. hear Stephen Colbert? Mm, he I've a, heard he Colbert had, about a few things, but what... Yeah, he had a really nice riff about how... And Trump says, how does it look, you know, to the audience? During oh, jeez, really? And he's, you know, he's standing up giving a speech. And um, Stephen Colbert says, like your grandpa just went into the Army-Navy surplus store and came out of the dressing room and it was just a really wow. funny image yeah it was very cute and and, and colbert's getting better and better at that but you know the minute yeah. he said it it was like oh yeah he does kind of look like grandpa who's going yeah. into mm-hmm. so, and so, those mine walking boots those were no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> well i just want to so just to finish up with the with the presidential address uh because there are some things about like defense spending and and veterans affairs and whatnot that i do think we should get to and i know george you were you were talking about those earlier before the show, yeah. but um, <laughs> you mentioned that um, thing about the voice. Yes, voice that I hadn't. Se- you know, I exactly. totally missed that in the speech. Uh, no, it's an idea I'd heard floated before, but this is. Um, oh, don't get too close to the mic, Mike. Don't want to blow out the thing. Um, sorry, <laughs> I'm not used to this. Um, uh, oh, and you're listening to the super professionally produced Civil Politics right now here on Valley Free Radio. Wayne's World, Wayne's World. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> with, with I really uh, John Roberts, our regular sound guy, uh, isn't isn't so well this week, so he had to miss, and this is why you're getting the amateur hour of me doing it. Um, anyway, uh, the uh, it's an idea that heard sort of floated before, and I'd heard a number of people express alarm about it, but the president actually announced that they were doing it. It's part of going to be a new sort of uh, uh, homeland security uh, office, my understanding, and it's called the Victims of Immigrant Crime, something beginning with E. Um, uh, uh, I don't remember, but it, it was like some word that just sort of was like they wanted to spell voice, so they added something like like. Um, Establishment. Engagement. Uh, Engagement. Yes, that was it. So, yeah, you know. I totally missed that. I must yeah. have just dozed off for a second. And and <laughs> the point of it is basically just to, like, collect information about crimes committed by immigrants and, and publicizing them. And... And completely ignoring all of those crimes committed by... Non-immigrants, yeah. Yes. 
and apparently the immigrant everybody but indians right yeah right (laughs) (laughs) right uh well i I think it was anybody whose ancestors are here before 1700 so george and i are okay but you two (laughs) (laughs) i don't know rumor has it some of my ancestors came over on the mayflower but oh well then you'd be all right too everybody's family goes all the way back Yes, that's true. <laughs> As my friend says. <laughs> yeah, because if it, it didn't, you wouldn't be. <laughs> in, in in a in an ultimate in an ultimate and very real sense, we are all African Americans. We're all African whatevers, you know. Uh, yeah. Huge disclaimer on that. We mean in a very very loose historical way. In the sense that all humans originated on the African continent, give or take a hundred thousand years or more. Hundred fifty thousand or yeah, more. Yeah, sure. You know, but you know, yeah, humans actually occur about one hundred and fifty thousand years. Actually, ago. come to think of it, I was going to say it's much longer. You know, in that. a geographical sense, it's pretty recent. It's like actually, in a geological sense, actually, it's recent, but it is actually a noticeable amount of time, geologically speaking, one hundred and fifty thousand years. But if it was Pangaea, we'd all be from the same. Uh, no that humans. Is, that's, yeah, at the time of Pangaea. I don't oh, think there were mammals at the, at the time of Pangaea. <laughs> well, I, I evolved from a small. Um, invertebrate so oh well we all evolved. <laughs> yeah there were probably synapsids by that point right but you evolved from a different one that's it yeah for, for all of you science nerds out there there is a discussion currently going on of some rocks that were found in the canadian shield that may or may not include some small bacteria like fossils from critters that lived about four point Five billion years ago? Very early Much on. Much further in, back. Very, then. very early. It's hard to find rocks older than that. That's where my, we came down from Canada. So yeah. my dad was, <laughs> my grandfather. Canucistanis. So those, yeah, are, those are the Timberlake. French Canadians. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, English Canadians. Yeah. No, oh, there yeah. you go. So, so clearly we, uh, we've got some uh, beef. <laughs> so, um, I, and actually, I just want to, I just want to give give a shout out before we move on back to politics. But uh, Stacy, who is our guest here, uh, hosts a show that's actually on before hours called Evidence Based. Yeah, and, we brought her in to straighten us out, right? Right, and it's well, it's a really good show where she talks about news in science and other things that rely on evidence to, to, to operate. And you had a really interesting show tonight about uh, the whole issues involving uh, dealing with Native American remains and uh, the ethics involved in like, hey, we just dug up these bones. Who are these people? Who cares? You know, like their ancestors, their descendants are over there and they're really upset, but meh. <laughs> well, then you have to ask the question of whether or not these people are actually descendants of the which, people involved. Which is a whole thing. And you, yes. uh, um, I know you're an archaeologist by training, George, so I, I, I don't want to get us off and, into that. But. And I, I should point out, too, that I actually was involved in the whole NAGPRA program. Nice. So. But I just I just want to say, like, it's actually a good so show. next week you can have me on. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good show worth, worth listening to. Uh, I think your episodes are up there on the web somewhere for somebody to find. Yeah? Yeah. Um, and I would like to make a shout out to uh, Sam Redman, who was my guest. And his book is Bone Rooms, and it's extremely interesting. Yeah. It's something that I've been thinking about because I grew up in Andover, Massachusetts, which is the home of Phillips Academy, prep school. But it also part on the PA campus is the Peabody Museum, which is a major site. A or major one of the Peabody Museum cities. Yeah, all right. Uh, sorry. But it is a Peabody Museum. You and mean that one at Harvard? <laughs> no, the one no. in Andover, Mass. That's specifically... Oh, no, no. I... I, I 
I wouldn't listen to the things I'm saying either, Sue. I don't blame you. <laughs> I'm just trying to twist your tail, but you just aren't having it tonight. <laughs> I, newsflash, don't actually have a tail. That's, <laughs> oh, that's my It's mistake. a prosthetic. Um, <laughs> but um, but the anyway, <laughs> there's a large collection of Native American artifacts and, and archaeological remains there. It's, it's an amazing collection, if ethically problematic. Anyway, <clears throat> moving back to talking about uh, uh, actual politics and, and current events. Um, yeah, so the president wants us to track immigrant crime because apparently... That is, even though it happens at a lower rate than, than us people born here in the States, apparently that is something that we need to do. Well, let's see if it has the same success rate as the... Uh, Travel ban? Well, <laughs> no, there's actually a tracker for people who have lost weight and kept it off. And they track them because they're desperate to find them because the rate of recidivism when it comes to dieting is so great 99% of people are not able to keep the weight off and so they have this clearinghouse where they have these success stories so that they can pretend like you know everybody can well, do it by they you mean the US government they? or do you mean like weight the government watchers? yep there's okay. a there's really? a government oh, health and human of services all the, or the false oh. uh, stories about weight loss programs and all that Huh. Our so tax pe- dollars at work. So in that registry, all you'd have would be people that are very ill and have cancer, right? Because everybody else, their metabolism resets back to where they were. Actually, no. You have people like my mom. My mom could actually be in there. My mom lost a substantial amount of weight and kept it off. Sadly, I inherited my father's genes on that <laughs> respect. Yeah. Don't worry. You can come to the gym with me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um I, I wouldn't recommend that. I've I've heard about George's workouts. <laughs> they would break a lesser man. Bringing it back to um, politics, yeah. I was actually Please. reading an article today on Ruth Bader Ginsburg's workout. Someone met with her trainer to do her workout, and he was quite uh, impressed and, um, frankly, worn out by the end. Well, I think she is you know, aiming to outlive at least one, if not two, Trump terms, so. Exactly. So good news. She <laughs> is quite the uh, fitness buff. At, at least if you're a lefty. <laughs> and well, of course. speaking of Trump. Yes. So I was going to say, so George, exactly. uh, one of the, so the, so the president has proposed, like, tracking immigrant crime, which some have compared to the fact that the Nazis used to make a point of, of, of broadcasting Jewish crime uh, once they took power. Um, and uh, it can be a bit overblown to compare the Trump administration to the Nazis. I think a little bit. Yeah. So far. Not that yeah. much. But, but, <laughs> but I agree. I mean, they, they didn't start killing people immediately. <laughs> well, I, I agree that it's, it's like it is sort of a similar step that it the Nazis took at first. Chilling. It's not. And again, because it doesn't seem to have like a particular public, uh, real public safety value, it's concerning. But um, speaking of public safety, one of the other things that's happened this week uh, is the Trump administration has announced sort of their budget priorities, and they want to spend $54 billion more on our through the Department of Defense, which is... Is that 9%? And there's lots of people... 9.2% is 9.2. what I heard. Lots of people at DOD don't even want it. Right. And and the thing is, they want he's announced that he wants to spend more money, but he hasn't said, I want to spend more money on X, Y, and Z... Which, you know, 
we could argue actually debate on whether or not that w- those were good ideas, but he doesn't seem to have like a particular goal for spending them a program. He just well, wants to spend his, more. His minions have actually said that they intend to increase readiness, that they want to use the $54 billion to increase readiness. Readiness for what? Uh, for war. With so whom? So that we'll have more troops, we'll have more ships. Uh, the Navy apparently wants to increase the size of the fleets. Um We'll have more marine aircraft, that sort of thing, so that we can go to war much faster. With so whom? not for the veterans. Huh? I have no idea. <laughs> this isn't my plan. Oh, well, yeah, okay, I know. But maybe it's I, I would, however, point out, sorry, Sue, that um, that part of my department is the Coast Guard. And department the of Coast Homeland Guard Security. is not going to be getting more money. So, in fact... I thought they were part of the armed forces. Not exactly, well, they, right? they are they are both law enforcement and armed forces. They can be federalized like the National Guard. Oh, okay. But so are they? Contr- I'm sorry. I just I'm. This is. I never really thought about the Coast Guard. So is the Coast Guard actually run by like like states the way the National Guard no. is, or it's a it's federal a, agency? It's a division of Homeland Security. Okay, just like me. Uh, and George is his own division can of Homeland they, Security. They, can they you intend, be federalized? The Trump administration <laughs> intends to strip money from the Coast Guard. The people who actually defend our borders and our exactly. inland waterways. So wait, so in other words, the the government, the administration that is super concerned about protecting our borders and stopping immigrants and drug smuggling wants to cut funding to the government to agency. To the people that actually do that. I think I know what this is about. <laughs> Sue. Okay, Sue, please. Yes. So I just realized that if somebody else has 37 ships... We need 38 or 39 or 40. Oh, I, yeah? I and they bet, must be bigger ships. And they must be bigger ships. bigger hands. Yeah. No, well, I bet it is sort of a, um, we want to make sure that we match China plus every, of course, we already do, but. Don't I mean, we? To, I mean, yeah. don't we? Yeah, yeah, and, but, we, and we need more semen. Well, I think that the big issue is George. China and the South China Sea is that that is a huge hot button Concern. issue. Yeah. And so if you have more ships, you can put they more can ships into well, the like, South China you Sea. You know what? That would make a lot of sense if you intended all of that funding to go towards the Pacific Fleet, which is not the case. Well, so also... I'm sorry I'm trying to use logic. It's I, I, I know it's it's unfortunate. You, welcome to the show. Stacy's <laughs> new here. Um, <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. Like, I'm sorry, I'm, and I'm I'm just sort of reacting to this here, but just an EPA cut by to pay for it, right? Oh, right, twenty percent. Well, 20%. let's put, we'll get to that. Though. Yeah. yeah, please put a pin in that. I just like like if we want to build up in the South China Sea, the whole point would be to be gearing up for a war with China. That's yes. not a Good thing. Well, no. The, <laughs> We're going to bluff the, the it. Way, bluff. The way you would put it is we want to make sure that we don't have a war with China by having enough ships there to prevent the Chinese from beginning oh, a war. Oh, deterrent by strength. And it's the Cold by the war. way, somebody started to ask a question about military spending, and we spend more on our military than the next 11 countries combined. Yes, I know, which includes China. Yeah. Um, China and Russia. Yeah. yeah. Well, part of that is the problem that we keep giving the military money for advanced weapon systems that they don't want or need. Yes. And so that's where some of that $54 billion is probably going to go because, of course, that creates jobs, More, theoretically. So in other words, remember more, the MX missile system? Anybody old enough to remember? I remember it. Yes. I actually worked on that project. The, the, the it, nuclear missiles on railway cars yeah, that we could move around the it country. never happened. 
Well, well that was like Star Wars, Reagan's Star Wars, and all of the scientists kept telling him and the engineers kept telling him, it literally cannot work. Do you remember the Raytheon missile that was supposed to shoot things down and didn't actually work? The Patriot? Yeah. It, was it, it the Patriot? kind of worked. Oh, kind eh. of got yeah, they, they, they had an anti-ballistic missile system that would only Patriot. miss the incoming yeah. missile by a couple of miles. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. That's something they've been testing. I remember the test and they actually yeah. plugged in where it was going to be before it. Yeah, right. The, so that it could hit The it. Patriot was basically... Well, where's this, Mattis? Well... Uh, so just, just the Patriot so, missile. No, it's fine. I just like I happen to know this particular bit because the Patriot missile made by Raytheon and Raytheon actually has a, a, a plant in Andover, Massachusetts, near my house <laughs> or my mom's house. Hi, mom, by the way. And also west of, Hi, west of Boston, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, exactly. But this one is also like next door to the IRS office. So yeah, so that when the Russians <laughs> try to destroy it, they take out the IRS. Everybody too. goes, Pretty no much. problem. We're yeah. really glad. Yeah, there's actually a Raytheon in next door in Tewksbury as well. Yeah. yeah. There used to be so, one in Greenfield, Massachusetts. Yeah. So, they, so they made these things locally. And during the Gulf War, they had some effectiveness, but by no means perfect. But also the point is they're not designed to stop a ballistic missile. They're not designed to stop something coming in from across the Pacific. They're designed to like be used like somebody shoots a missile from 100 miles away or launches rockets on the battlefield, and maybe it'll stop those. Maybe. That was the idea. Yeah, um, ICBMs are an entirely different thing. Yeah, ICBMs the, means you, you fire the missile on one side of the planet, it hits something on the other side. Th- those are actually dropping down from just the edge of the atmosphere. Yeah. yeah. So. But the ones that we give to Israel, those work pretty well, actually. Uh, the Iron Dome or whatever it is. Yeah, that, yeah. that was a version mm. of the Scuds. I'm not Scuds. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. The Patriot. Patriots. <laughs> yeah, it's yes. a much newer uh, though, though I, I would point out that, one, the Israelis made some adjustments to them, and, two, the missiles that are being fired in are notoriously inaccurate anyway. And slow. The, the Palestinian yeah. missiles are slow, they fly low, and they rarely hit a target. Yeah. Usually they're destroying mice in a field somewhere. <sighs> so... But where's Mattis? Where is where he? Where General Mattis? Well, he... Because he, <laughs> he should be weighing in on this. He should be... Yeah, I, I agree. But on the other hand, you know, he is the Secretary of Defense, but he's also a guy who works for President Trump. I mean, his job is to carry out President Trump's policies as best he can. I mean, that's... For but also better, to give advice. For to give advice. But I mean, like, the thing is, he gives the advice. He doesn't necessarily yeah. go on TV and say, this plan of the president's is is bonkers. I no, mean, it may be. but you'd expect him to say something. <laughs> well, actually, no, because he's the secretary. Now, somebody under the secretary would probably say something like, hey, guy from the Washington Post, <laughs> this is really insane. Yeah, this is the yes. leaker, you, you'll leaker notice, syndrome. <laughs> you'll notice, for example, General Mattis hasn't made a public statement about the raid on Yemen um, that we... You know, Although got, Trump reported that, that he had fault. he yeah. had had gotten from Mattis that it was this and there were lots of but you, you never heard he, Mattis say it right that's what he said at the it uh, is not State of the Union yeah. but a number of sort of uh, lower of officials under the Secretary of Defense I guess which is just everybody in the Department of Defense really isn't it, <laughs> is it 80, well there, there's deputy secretaries yeah. right but they're still under the Secretary of Defense yeah. but anyway so like they uh, like I've, I've heard like about ten of those spoke off, you know, like without being named uh, to various news sources and said, no, there's, there's, there was nothing from that. So it's, I guess that's We're how it works. We're a little vulnerable right now if that's going, all going on. Vulnerable to? 
anything. It's just like there's like no team. There's no consistent direction. We are right where the Russians want us. The, the, there's, Pretty much. There's a significant understaffing still, I think, at a number of important yeah. government agencies, like the Department of Defense, uh, uh, like the, secre- uh, like the um, uh, State Department. I just meant that when you have your team going in different directions like cats and you don't have a can of tuna fish to get them to come to the edge of the it's it's just like everybody's cutting you know and leaking and undermining and that's a really bad sign and from I my perspective. I agree and I think I one of the things I've noticed uh I, I remember you've you've observed over the past year and change where we've been talking about Donald Trump is that you you consistently point out that seems to be his management style. It is. I think it is his management style. Divide and conquer. Yeah. Keep or, everybody guessing. Or divide and fail to conquer. Well, divide and rule, but uh yeah. yeah. But it's it's I mean it really speaks volumes and hopefully that Mattis will be able to get his arms around it and get people, you know, engaged and going in the in the right direction whatever that is. Uh, it just put, makes me worried that there's just so much Sort of well, yeah, and I, I think guys. part of the problem that, we're, ha- the that problem. we're having here is that people keep trying to make excuses for Trump. They keep trying to say, well, that's his management style. He's actually a master manipulator. And when he's telling these lies, they're not really lies. But they are lies. I, and I agree. there is chaos. You do have a bunch of people who obviously dislike this guy and are reacting badly to him and are realizing that the stuff he's doing is insane. And so all of this information is leaking out and he looks like a fool and we look like fools to the entire world. Well, collectively, I think we are. (laughs) And and in fact, (laughs) Europe has just decided that Americans are now going to need visas to enter the EU. Oh, oh they actually pulled the trigger on that. Yes, yes they, did. they did. Okay. Oh, I saw something in the BBC. I thought they hadn't yet. But. Well, I need to I need to do some stuff then. <laughs> but um, oh, and I should I should say this is the ha- the half hour mark. So uh, we're going to play a couple of PSAs and other announcements uh, here on Valley Free Radio. But civil politics will be back shortly. So uh, which button is that? That one. Right. Okay. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Classical music on Valley Free Radio. Tune in to Andy Musik Wednesday mornings at 7 a.m. for an hour of beautiful music to start your day. Hosted by Lucy and Larry. Nerd Night NoHo is proud to support Valley Free Radio where a monthly speaker series featuring experts from the community talking about art, culture, and science. You can find us at noho.nerdnight.com. Hi, I'm Charlie. I fight fires, and I save lives. My name's Renee. I'm a cardiologist. I save lives. My name's Anthony. I'm an EMT. I save lives. You don't have to be a professional to save a life. Firefighters, doctors, and others save lives. You can, too. Don't wait. To learn more about the warning signs and how you can help prevent suicide, visit save.org. In a crisis, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. Wednesday nights, you might tune in to the warm heart of Africa to hear the funky, sinuous rhythms of Afrobeat. Or the pulse of Algerian rhyme music. 
or the desert trance of Tuareg blues. Or Township Jive from Johannesburg. Or catchy Sukus beats from the Congo. Those are just a few examples of what you might hear from 7 to 9 every Wednesday night right here on Valley Free Radio. Join me, your host, DJ Vinyl Scratch, on the Warm Heart of Africa, a celebration of African and Afro-diaspora music, culture, and history, delivered with a groove. You are listening to Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP Northampton, 103.3 FM. I'm Mayor David Narkowitz, and I support Northampton's community radio station. By now, you have heard that using compact fluorescent light bulbs, or CFLs, can save you money on your energy bill. But have you heard that there is a law requiring Massachusetts residents to recycle them? Keep in mind, they can't be recycled curbside, so do your part. Drop off your used CFLs at your local participating retailer. For more information on recycling and where to do it, visit lamprecycle.org slash Massachusetts. And thank you. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael Dow, and with me tonight are still Stacey Cooney. Hello. Kind of filling in for me. And uh, <laughs> or for somebody, the voice of reason, and uh, George Claxton. Good evening, and Susan Timberlake, as always. <laughs> so, George, you're talking with the Dracula voice. <laughs> yes, you are welcome to come in of your own free will. <laughs> no, thank you. I'm good. <laughs> so. Yes. George, you'd make a good B movie villain, George. Thank I guess, you. like, yeah, B movie. You want to talk about was a B movie? He'd be an A movie. <laughs> George wants to talk about the Constitution. Yes, uh, a number of things about that. Um, there are a number of state legislatures that are currently uh, pushing for a constitutional convention, and um, the state of Arkansas just passed yesterday. Uh, joint resolution, joint resolution seven. For those of you who have access to Facebook, you can go to our Facebook page where I have posted joint resolution seven and an article about this action. But basically, uh, the point of joint resolution seven is to outlaw abortion forever by putting that in the Constitution uh-huh. and also including this. Nothing in this Constitution or in the Constitution or laws of any state may define or be construed to define marriage except as the union of one man and one woman, and no other union shall be recognized with legal incidents thereof within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. That'll show that Supreme Court saying it's unconstitutional. (laughs) Yes. I know how to stop that. In fact, as I pointed out last week, a lot of what has been going on in politics in the in the central part of our country, in the South and Midwest and parts of the West, is a direct reaction to Obergefell v. Hodges, which was the decision last year that made um, that made marriage equality a fact the nationally. Land. Why, why are they going to stop there? Why not go after Loving v. West Virginia? 
And once they begin the <laughs> Constitutional Convention, they could. I, I know uh, how to stop it. Just add a line about and no, no um, out-of-marital sex in the country, and you add that to that convention, well, I, I it will out, never pass. I would and point that out work- that premarital sex was a crime in this country for hundreds of years. It didn't stop it from yeah, happening. Yeah, but if you put that language in there, none of those guys would vote for well, you. Well, so, such hypocrites. They'll, they'll know. <laughs> or no Viagra. That's <laughs> the other thing you could add to yeah. it. And well, that'll, that'll that be the end of that. <laughs> that kind of approach to public morality worked super well for the Emperor Augustus. I don't see how it could fail us. <laughs> well, it's just that... Yes, the, there were no orgies in Rome. The male congressmen would never, would never, the governors would never go for it. They, you know, they just wouldn't put it on paper. They just wouldn't. Well, yeah. I think that George pointed out a very important thing, which is what I was saying during the break, which is that what people fail to remember is that when you convene a constitutional convention... It's not just about whatever you want it to be about. It can literally be about anything. Someone could show up and... Make slavery legal. Absolutely, if they get enough votes. It's the, it's and the, the constitutional convention's decisions or, or motions would still have to be ratified by it the would states. Still have to be ratified. Two thirds, yes. but yeah. states. But this thirty-eight is, states. But it's worth noting we've never had a constitutional convention since the first one. since the actual <laughs> drawing up of the constitution, and that's for a really good reason. We haven't needed to. It would be insane. No. Yeah. Well, and the originalists, what in the world would they do if it suddenly jumped to the 21st century and they had to call that the original constitution? It would just like, well, their I, heads would like explode. It's certainly, <laughs> it's certainly a, a, a rolling the dice for all concerned and juggling the dynamite. I'm, I'm reminded of a, a little thing, and I, I posted this to my Facebook. I'll post the link to uh, the civil politics page later. But... Um, Apparently, somebody uh, um, posted a, uh, a picture, and it's basically like there's a woman wearing a, a hijab on a subway train, and next to her is, some, is you know, a drag queen, a, a, a man in sort of like, uh, uh, or at least what I a presume is a man. A trans, yes, in that classic sense, like someone who I think is a professional drag queen performer. Like Izzy Azard, uh, executive transvestite? Kind of thing, okay. yeah. <laughs> and, um, I mean, that's my understanding. I don't want to characterize this person too much based on just the picture but that's anyway so there's this person they're sitting next to each other and they're you know like looking at their smartphones and otherwise ignoring each other and apparently someone posted that with a picture uh and they captioned it this is the nightmare future liberals want for america <laughs> and it's just like what and so <laughs> people ride on subway trains <laughs> right and ignore each other and have different <laughs> values and interests and it's fine and i don't understand what that's about but i mean that this is you know like like this is the thing that scares the people who want to repeal Obergefell yeah. v. Hodges or and, other things. And I, I've got a little leather next surprise you know, for you people. That's already happening. Right. <laughs> this isn't the future. That's not. Well, and right. Edgar J. Edgar Hoover <clears throat> would be, you know, in one of those classes that you just mentioned. And it's and it's very funny that all the right. all the right wingers are quote afraid right. of that. So. Well, and and you know, <laughs> because but, he was for sure a right winger. Yeah. Well, of course, the great fear is public transportation. which is weird because you'd think that uh uh, a sort of a political uh faction or political sort of leaning that is so sympathetic to ayn rand would love trains (laughs) (laughs) only with written metal oh okay well shows what i know yeah not not in the public domain i'm I'm, and only if they're going to galt's gulch yeah (laughs) and they can make lots of money for their you know things that they do for our 
civilization. I my, yeah. my literary ignorance is exposed. <laughs> <laughs> and as you know, I like Anne Rand, so. So Ayn you're Rand. the one. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's hard to defend, but that's who I am. What can I say? Uh, okay, well, we can... We, we, we can, still accept you. It's okay. We, we can Even though you're wrong. <laughs> we can certainly... Yes, well, we can certainly talk about um, Ayn Rand later. Though, uh, actually, Sue, that does remind me, you were starting to talk about how one of the things the Trump administration wants to do to pay for bumping the defense budget is to gut the EPA, yeah. which, of course, Ayn Rand would love. Because uh, nothing, I think, would, would, she would appeal to her more than the Environmental Protection nothing, Agency. Nothing, you know, sp- spells love like something from the oven? No. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's a big target. It's a huge target. Beca- well, because just... it's the thing that the Trumpanistas hate most. Because it has regulations that stop them from doing anything that they want to do. They've already passed, I think the House passed the other day, something that allows... Um, fossil fuel industries to dump stuff into streams. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. The, remember, we had and the caller that wanted to. Yeah, I mean, it's, the, yeah. it's yeah. coal. Uh, coal tailings. Coal, coal, yeah. coal tailings, yeah. And um, also, you're now allowed to dump things from like fracking. Yeah. And they stopped, uh, they, 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 they uh, suspended uh, uh, inquiries they were doing into methane emissions yes. by, by U.S. industry. Which, uh, since methane is uh, a much more powerful greenhouse gas than carbon dioxide, I think it's twenty times. Yes. Yes. And for those of you who aren't British, that's methane. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Aluminium. <laughs> Don't make me throw a tomato at you. <laughs> of course. I'll schedule it. A I'll put it on my tomato. <laughs> yes. Well. But I I made the argument uh, I think last week or a couple of weeks ago that it's very interesting that al- the the things that are overturning first are things that Obama left like in the last few months yeah. that he created them in the last few months and I'm very troubled by that because I don't quite understand why Obama President Obama waited so long to do all those things it's almost like he's st- standing up straw men that Trump can claim all this um, I I well, actually progress. have an answer to that. Keep in mind that for eight years, the Republican Congress did everything possible to obstruct everything he was doing. But he did these with executive orders. Well, let me, let me finish. Sorry. He, he, they did everything they could to obstruct him. He tried to get this stuff through before, passed his laws. It was obstructed. So in the end, when he had nothing to lose, he said, okay, I'm going to do all this stuff, which is good and necessary. Well, so some of these things would be... Uh, uh, and, and by the way, some of these... Some of these things were have been in law since Nixon's time. That's true, but also some of these things are simply regulations. I mean, Congress passes a, yeah, yeah Congress of. passes a law saying don't pollute the water, and the EPA says so. In following that, we've got this new rule for how to make sure we don't pollute the and water. This is the definition of water, and this is the definition. Right, of exactly. So, so that's part of sort of the ongoing process of of running the government, and some of that is just going to happen. At the end of your eight years, because that you're doing the job, and it's sort of an I'm ongoing process. I'm just surprised process. at the the range of that. Well, and, uh, another and it makes Trump look effective. Well, the, 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 rule, the rule about methane, for example, has actually been in place for years now. Yeah, they've been allowing the industries to collect the information. What was what they required was the industries to report on their release so of methane. So they could do the rulemaking. And yeah. they right. gave exactly. them years to do this, and they've been fighting it the entire time. And now, of course, that the right wing is in control. All the new head of the yes. EPA had to do was say, we don't want the information anymore, and that ends it. 
Right. So, but another aspect to this, and you know, you talk about how like there's a certain amount of politics is sort of like, you know, sticking it to the other guy at the right yep. time. Leave this so, so he can turn it over and look really bad or whatever well, it is. And I remember. Yeah, it's I, nice leave and pool. <laughs> right. I, rem- I remember uh, in 2000, shortly before he left office, Bill Clinton passed uh, or sort of got implemented new restrictions on levels of arsenic in the drinking water. And there was a big outrage when the Bush administration came in in 2001 and said, nah, we're getting rid of those. People were like, ah, yeah. you know, how can you arsenic? It's bad. Which, of course, it is. I'm not approving of the Bush administration. It's literally poisonous. Yes. yes. But at the same... Unless you have worms. It's actually good if you have worms. A little well, bit of it. Just a touch. Sure. <laughs> um, All those horses are much happier for a little bit of arsenic in there. But uh, not 200 parts per million. <laughs> no. But my... So so the, the, the uh, a professor of mine from my college, uh, I saw right about the time I was talking with her and she's a biologist and she was just sort of observing like yeah this is really outrageous on the other hand Clinton didn't have to wait until 2000 to do this he could have done this five years ago and yes. should have and that's sort of <laughs> what I'm saying is it's interesting exactly. it's almost like give him you know when you're I think get there's in- a certain amount of this stuff that gets left in the back pocket is sort of like uh, we're going to get around to this we're going to get around to this they sort of leave a few things because yeah, they don't want any to- blowback from it well and they they want to leave them ready to, to sort of scatter like caltrops as they leave <laughs> for- well, well also <laughs> keep in mind that for Obama in particular he probably thought that Hillary Clinton was going to win. Most yeah. of the people in this room thought that Hillary Clinton was and going to win. And, if, deal with the and if she had, <laughs> then there wouldn't have been any blowback. It simply would have been well, in place. Well, from industry, yeah. it would have. Well, yeah. yeah. But there was already blowback from industry. Yeah. Like I said, this stuff has been in place for years, most of it. Yeah. Some of it, the Clean Water Act and the Clean Air Act, have been in place since the Nixon administration. Yeah, 1972. And industry right? has hated it every minute of that time. But yeah. when Clinton named um, Mad- Madeleine Albright as Secretary of State, it was sort of a big, big deal. Uh-huh. And there was something that was almost signed, and he had her shepherd it so that it was signed as her first success Uh so usually leave to your successor if you like them something where they can look good you know versus something where they have to um you know it's sort of like bush left obama this huge financial disaster and really made you know tried to make him look really bad and that it was his fault and and all that so well, and then, of course, Obama the, fixed it all. Yeah, <laughs> I think the, the financial disaster was like not just as a booby trap for Obama. No, it it, no, had, it yeah. had been building for a while. But they didn't deal with it. And I'm just going to say one last quick thing, if no, I can. Yeah, no. So when you've got an inspector. We've only got 10 more minutes. So, I mean, you know. <laughs> so when you had, this is just tactical stuff. But when you have an inspector coming to your organization, and you know that, they're going to come in, they're going to yeah. look for stuff. Uh-huh. You always give them something easy yeah. so that they find something that you know about that's not terrible and doesn't kill patients because they'll look until they find something they can mark you on. And so it, there is a tactic to really? leave to leave something that you know you should fix before they arrive, but you're well aware of it and you know they're going to find it. And it's like, yeah, me a culprit. We have teams that are working on it, but it's still not fixed. So the inspector can write, you know, their correction plan is going to include having three more meetings and doing this so, and so, doing the hokey pokey and doing the hokey pokey so, so the inspectors t- can sort of look busy as it were no but they find they they will go until they find things and you don't want them to be there for like six years while they can't find a thing i mean that would be a nice outcome but i would think you <laughs> often leave low-hanging fruit for people 
Um, and I'm just making the argument hmm. that there may be a little bit of this in what Obama left him because it looks terrible. I mean, Re- it, remind me not to come to your hospital. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a hospital. Yes, <laughs> you could come to my house though. Well, um, on this sort of tangentially to this, I would like to uh, point out that Flint. The Michigan. people of Flint, Michigan, are now having to pay for their water again, yep. which, which they, can't they drink. still cannot <laughs> drink. And if they're delinquent on their payments, they can't get any help getting their pipes replaced. Yep. Dig a well. That's well, what I say. That... Uh, you know, I mean that. Don't put solar panels on your house. Dig your own well. <laughs> no, and you pay don't. For it you over do 20. not want to dig your well in that part of Michigan. Yeah, because the water that comes in is largely going to be from the river. No, yeah, it's going to be sharing water. the same water table, won't it? Yeah, no, it shares, no rivers it don't share groundwater. Table. Really? Yeah, they're too. Well, separate. there's also no groundwater available there. The ground is com- no? is completely corrupt. Because industry has been there for the last 200 years, dumping stuff into that soil. Oh, well, yeah, there's got to be And it is metals. leached down into the groundwater. One of the reasons they weren't using the groundwater in Flint, they were taking their water from Detroit, because the groundwater they there is completely corrupt. Yeah. Well, here in Northampton, they were going to extend the dump right over the aquifer for the... Uh, I remember that yeah. was a whole, people were like, what, are you crazy? Yeah, <laughs> and there is, I mean, some of the engineers, they were explaining it very well, and it wasn't pure craziness, but groundwater is often separate aquifer from yeah. the it rivers. It depends upon the, the geomorphology of the area. Exactly. Yeah. So I think so you if you, if you have layers so of rock and clay in between, it can stop the water from above from sinking in, yeah. but if you don't, you're hosed. So I'm just saying sink a well, find out if you got good water, and go for it. Well, that's But you also can't just sink wells in the middle of a city. Well, some cities you can. Not, well, I- not anywhere in Michigan. That, that Trust <laughs> me on this one. Well, so, Sue, as the small government type, <laughs> this is certainly, this yeah, is certainly exactly the kind of... Get your own solar panel, get your own well. well. This is, but this is exactly <laughs> the kind of catch-22 that, you know... Uh, uh, Why would you pay for water that's poisonous? Or, exactly. Like, corrupt yeah. government. Let, let me change exactly. that, by the way. Nowhere in any of the southern Michigan major cities, including Flint, you're not allowed to sink wells. Okay. How do you know that? Just wondering. I used to work for the Detroit Free Press, and I was a science reporter there. And we dealt with groundwater. <laughs> so if you had <laughs> Okay. No, I just like... So uh, if you had a garden, you couldn't put in a, a well on separate from your potable water? No. Huh. Most towns, you can at least do that. So yeah. Again, I think that pretty much and anywhere... With, you know, if you lived in the middle of Detroit, would you really want to? I would try it. I'd go down and see what the water was underneath. Have there. you ever been to Detroit? Yes. Uh... <laughs> No. No, okay. no, actually, I yeah. haven't. I, I uh, think trust me, you wouldn't want to. Yeah, I think heavy metals is pretty much all you need to Depends say. Depends if they're that. soluble or not. Uh, well, but I'd rather not. And find I'm a Republican. I would, point out, I would <laughs> point out that arsenic is a heavy metal that is soluble. Yes. yes. And like I said, it, and if it was it's soluble, it was spewed out from every factory in Detroit the entire time the car industry was actually in Detroit. And before that, there were tanneries yes. and Which oh, I know. I go up here mercury. to the, bra- the brass works and hexavalent um, chromium. I know all about that stuff. And I uh, got to tell you, you need yeah. to know where you are and what you're dealing with. Yeah, and it's yep. specific and it's local. So well, um, you know, anyway, I try and I'd interesting. I'd certainly <laughs> let you roll those dice, Sue. But you know, as I, I, well, I no, I'd say test the water. I saw an interesting it. thing the other day: two photographs side by side 
yeah. of um, cities like Detroit and New York of what they looked like 40 years ago and what they look like today. And 40 years ago, you couldn't see it was them like in the a pictures? sepia tone yeah, yeah. <laughs> picture of haze. And now you can actually see the buildings and breathe the air. Yeah, I'd like I think back to my memories of like driving into Boston as a child with my parents or whatever. And I, I remember it being hazier, yeah. but I, I, th I think back and I go like, well, you know, memories are hazy when you're a kid. You think <laughs> back and I'm like, no, wait, no, yeah, it actually yeah. was. <laughs> and do you remember the mosquito spraying that was going on in your neighborhood that all the kids ran through? You may not be I, old enough to remember, but no, they, I don't they remember them doing that in without, the 70s. Yeah, they did that with reckless abandon when yeah. I was young. So, so in what town? Uh, up in Westford. Because okay. it never happened where I lived. You were in L.A., though. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have mosquitoes? Of course. There's mosquitoes everywhere, but yeah. they weren't nearly as bad because, one, Los Angeles is in the middle of a desert. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't have any mosquitoes. There, and, yeah. two, um, the city council would just never have allowed them to spray. It's also a huge expanse of land. The metropolitan city of Los Angeles is 4,856 square miles in size. Yeah, all yeah. over Massachusetts, all over the New yeah, England states. They Los sprayed. Angeles County's bigger than Rhode Island. In fact, that's... <laughs> the um, city of Los Angeles Rachel is bigger Carson than Rhode Island. Rachel Carson in Silent Spring, yeah. didn't she have a... She lived in the summer in Maine, so... Yeah. Well, I think I was just going to say that. I was actually just um, talking about that on my program either last week or the week before, where um, basically I cannot recall what the chemical was called... Chlorine gas. Oh, no, that was Mosul today. Malathion? Nope, nope, nope. It was something very short. Um, but Rachel Carson, it turns out that... Oh, you mean DDT? DDT. Oh, um, yes. so it the classic. <laughs> yes, so it turns out that um, a lot of what they thought that DDT did, it didn't do. And so it's actually... You mean it um, wasn't killing bald eagles? It was killing bald eagles. Birds, yep. But it wasn't hurting humans. And oh. so there's a part in her book where she talks about how it hurts humans. Well, it didn't. And so those kids walking through those clouds of DDT were perfectly fine. Actually, I, when I, I would point it, out, however, that it also wasn't killing the bugs. Right, exactly. At that point, the bugs had developed an immunity to DDT. Wow. And so, um, the actually, one I of think the DDT is still ex still still effective. Well, they've they've brought it back yeah. finally, and because, because you now have several generations of insects that weren't affected by DDT, so they've lost some of that immunity, and it has been used overseas the entire time. Yeah. But it still does destroy entire bird populations oh, and whole, other critters. Yeah, the food chain. So, so mm. go ahead. I was just going to say. Um, oh, sorry, I rustled my papers. That's okay. Oh no, <laughs> we do have She's to wrap up. But yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. I was just disrespectful. Gonna, sorry. I was just going to say that it's it's one of those um, unintended consequences kind of things oh. because, of course, many, many, many people have died from malaria because people stopped using DDT, hmm. um, and so you know it's kind of a encapsulation of what we're dealing with right now yes <laughs> so man and we didn't even get to talk about uh the allegation the the revelations about uh uh attorney Jeffrey general beauregard sessions. sessions jefferson beauregard sessions oh jefferson even more southern yes <laughs> jefferson beauregard I, Sessions. for the record i think you should resign yeah I Absolutely. do. I agree I with do. you. And I intend that as a Republican, reasons. I just can't. I just can't have it. I and we'll talk <laughs> about that next week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, um, so we we will talk about that next week. Uh, so uh, just quick straw poll: yes or no? Do you think we'll still have a functioning government next week, or will it be toppled by these allegations? Smaller, and it'll be great because it'll <laughs> be so small. <laughs> 
That it can be drowned in a bathtub. <laughs> yes, the government will still exist. Yeah. And it will not be toppled by this allega- these allegations, though I think in the long run it's possible that Sessions will go. Yeah. It'll still be there, and it'll still be incompetent. Fair enough. So, Mike, uh, you didn't say. Uh, oh, I, I think it's all gonna all gonna come to an end. <laughs> <laughs> Party at your house. Yeah, exactly. So, um, uh, right. So that's uh, it for subculture. Uh, subculture. Sorry, that's it for civil politics tonight here on Valley Free Radio. What's the next show coming on, Mike? Uh Apparently it's subculture. No. <laughs> it's subculture, which is a really great show, uh, and that's coming on in just a few minutes. So we're going to clear out of the studio so they can set up. But um, thank you all for listening and joining us for Civil Politics uh, here on Valley Free Radio. We'll be back next week. Uh, so join us then. Good night. <laughs>